right, Jim. Let's let everyone know where we're at. All right, Jacksonville, who's ready for a great football season? Let me hear you. Man, I did not expect Jim Furyk off the top. I will just be completely honest with the audience out there. Jimmy Fuhr was not in my uh, my, my whatever KJ is going to do grab bag, <laughs> but he did it to him anyway. I'm Dave. This is too much dip. We're remote, hence the surprise intro. We got some special guests here filling in for Dylan, uh, who is doing some stuff with the kid, uh, Brett and Will. Sorry to be what? here, Dave. It's a Absolutely. double intro. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, you kind of sent them in the aisle, like side by side there, without one to lead the other. I'm not very good. <laughs> KJ, does, uh, does me being back at the tree apartments bring you, does it bring you back being inside a, an apartment? Uh, yeah, except for your apartment is missing a uh, potentially mangy orange cat that my roommate owned. Um, and then our apartment constantly overlooked a crime scene unit van that seemingly was always in front of our apartment complex when I lived uh. there. So, you know, good vibes, but not all, not all the accurate vibes for me. Will, uh, you know, it brings me joy to see you with us every time we're here. It's good to be here. I had I had big ambitions of doing a uh, EPL preview on last week's episode, but circumstances did not allow me to do that. And so to come in today, and this, I'm actually glad uh, glad I waited after how this weekend went. So I'm excited to be here. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, I don't have too much else on other sports right now. But uh, once once that soccer seg hits in, uh, I'm all in. KJ, um, isn't Brett's apartment also missing a, a Tony Montana poster <laughs> that you had in yours? Yeah, you're missing both the uh, the Scarface photo, uh, a breakfast at Tiffany's uh, canvas for the living room. Uh, and then my periodic table of sex positions that was in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know they made that. Oh, oh, boy, did they. And it sold. It sold at least two times because uh, I, I just simply could not move to an apartment after my dorm uh, when it got a little too folded to rehang. Spencer's Gifts, probably like twelve ninety nine. Oh yeah. Well, um, Guys, before- yeah. Oh, just some house, some housekeeping. Let's uh, follow us on Twitter. Too much dip with two P's. Too much dip podcast on IG. And check out Meat Smokers Only. I think you're going to like what's coming up on Meat Smokers Only. That's all I'm going to say. That's a tease, folks. Ooh, I like it. Did uh, any of you spend your Thursday night last week uh, just doing nothing fun? I've yet to listen to... uh, circling back this week. So I just figured you guys went on a vacation to sit around and watch the major league baseball's premier event, their field of dreams game. (laughs) Were you equally as stoked about this coming up as I was? I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bummed that I didn't even realize this was happening until like way before. I don't know. Am I the only person currently on this podcast who has been to the field of dreams or have I heard that KJ has been to the field of dreams? Uh, That'd be correct. 2012. I set wow. eyes on that horribly spare space. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. When my father brought me as a young child, I just remember, I do remember a lot of cornfields, which makes sense based on the premise of the movie itself. Uh, Brett, is this a movie that you like grew up, you know, I don't know, uh, getting the warm fuzzies as I probably would have over like John Favreau and Rudy. Absolutely. Um, the natural was more my speed. Okay. Um, we talked about Good this choice. with Dylan last week. Uh, I'm a big Hobbs guy. But I, KJ, my, my viewing point for this game on Thursday night could not have been better. I was at Carve, American Grill. Carve. Carve. <laughs> I had a, uh, there, it was like a, a bacon jam with some roast beef on it type of burrata situation. Okay. Or a uh, uh, bruschetta, bruschetta situation. It was phenomenal, absolutely Close. phenomenal. So I was at the bar at Carve doing a carafe of red wine and watching the Field of Dreams game, which turned into one of the most electric games in, in, in MLB history. Yeah. Okay. Brett, how many words did you just use in your description that you have no idea like how to pronounce them properly? <laughs> 
at, at least two. At least two. Bruschetta. So, and, you made that so hard on yourself. I know. I know. I I I I, tr- I apologize. I couldn't remember what the exact name was called. <laughs> I have to go back and we'll put it in the description of this episode. But no, my, it's okay. All that being said, my vantage point was phenomenal. I respect. You it. know where my vantage point was? Uh, Dylan's phone. Uh, uh, somewhere on Bourbon Street. That's a true story. Dylan pulled it up. And I think we we watched at least a few minutes of the uh, I don't know when that was at bottom of the ninth yeah. that walk off. Okay, yeah, we saw we saw that like it resues on Dylan's phone or something. <laughs> yeah, no, we were literally watching it on Dylan's phone, and uh, he because he originally queued it up to watch the Stanton home run, and then uh, we were fortunate enough that that we actually had the phone up when the actual walk off happened. So I mean, the boys were buzzing. Yeah, I, it, that was about the time I had uh, poured out like the third shot that Pierce, Micah's buddy Pierce, had purchased for me, and I just I threw it under the table and then just tried to distract him with like an over overreaction to the home run. So, weren't you telling me before we started recording that uh, you saw the first home run or the walk-ins like off the reflection of like a little metal plate that had some white substance, so you couldn't tell which team entered first. You thought they were playing yeah, in the snow, like you were just watching the screen off of the plate, right? Yeah, it was similar to when in Lord of the Area, excuse me, when in Harry Potter, when Harry like looks into the broken glass and keeps seeing uh, Dumbledore's brother's eyes. It was just like that, only with cocaine. <laughs> well done. Well done. Brett, just to be clear, so so you think you're more of a the natural guy instead of uh, Field of Dreams? Yeah, I will. I will die on that hill. Yes. Was it? Is it? So you're talking about the movie and not the big naturals? <laughs> no, correct. No, I'm. I'm. I am uh, uh, the natural. The movie with Robert Redford. Big okay. naturals. Okay. Yeah, that one's good too. That's that's pretty good. Thank yeah, you. I respect it. It made me think Josh Hamilton was gonna, you know, stop beating up his family and go hit a couple home runs. Um. <laughs> My notes on this uh, game, God. I completely undersold it to myself. I threw it in the rundown last week. Obviously, I went on the show. But I, I, threw, I thought this was going to be a dud. Like The movie came Same. out 30 years ago or 32 years ago or some random shit, and it couldn't have looked better. It was the best night in Iowa ever uh, as far as sunset was concerned. The, the scene was absolutely um, incredible except for Kevin Costner on like the uh, play-by-play. Like he sat in with Joe Buck in the booth for a little bit. And he was just, I mean, it it sounded like their booth was set up like Jim Nance's might be um, at the Masters where like if you talk too loud, somebody might hear them. So they're just whisper talking the whole time. That was, that was terrible. Um, Costner was crying before the game. I guess, you know, I don't know, man. Really emotional. Uh, <laughs> full disclosure, never seen the movie. Have no intention to. Because uh, in yeah. 1989 or whatever, I was both three years old and black. So it just wasn't something that was going to happen. Um, and I get it mixed up with Shawshank Redemption sometimes. So you get completely dreams mixed up with Shawshank completely Redemption? Yeah, I get it. I get it. My brain kind of mixes them up. Um. What I will say is I did go back and look at a little bit of the stats on the game. Uh, most expensive tickets for regular season game of all time for regular season, fourth of all time uh, for all games, and uh, only 8000 in attendance. Average ticket price, any guesses, if you don't already know? I'm going to average, average ticket price? 650 Yeah, I was going to say 675 Yeah, that realm. Uh, 1500 is what uh, they were going for per ticket. Ooh. It was also the highest rated game, correct? Um, yes, highest rated since uh, 05. Uh, regular season, that is. So, you know, I, I, you got to imagine they're going to run that back. Um, much like uh, I think it was you, Brad, who made the comment about they're not playing on Lake Tahoe. They were definitely not playing on the actual Field of Dreams. I fully thought they were, too. So I'd like you, to You'd be surprised to know that Dylan, Dylan thought both the hockey game was being played on Lake Tahoe and this game was being played on the real Field of Dreams both of which are incorrect. I can't fault them on either one. I would have assumed the same. What was it in the movie that if they, if you build it? <laughs> corn I, I corn makes whiskey, quiz, whiskey makes sure, you know. Yeah. Oh. Uh, makes the if you build it, live, laugh, come. 
Can we make that sign? Uh, <laughs> can I can I just say the biggest miss here? This was in Iowa, right? Dyersville, Iowa. Yes. Northeast. Okay. Uh, did I miss it or did did they not have Slipknot do the seventh inning stretch? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, are I they from Iowa? This. Yes, of course they are. Oh yeah, very, very much so. <laughs> Hence the title of their uh, second album, Iowa. Um, I'll tell you I, what, KJ, when you played at Tech, did you guys play at Iowa by any chance? Uh, at Iowa State, I oh no, because I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm I mentioned Iowa, Iowa State, Big I, Twelve, and Big Ten. I've I'm seen sorry. Kinnick Field, but I've not seen it in action. I know that that oh. thing is uh, electric, though. Iowa City, sneaky, one of the more fun places we went on our little tour to Big Ten, and we did it my previous employer. Hard agree. Hard agree. Northeastern Iowa does not get enough love, nor does, like, the eastern state versus the western side of state. Everything you think about Iowa is true Mm. for western Iowa. Eastern Iowa is actually pretty dope. Um, Real quick, so that people know that we absolutely know baseball, and I didn't just look up these standings earlier. Uh, three-team race for the best record in the NL. I know that's what you're here for, is to hear my thoughts on, uh, you know, the race for the pennant. Is that what they call it? The pennant? Pennant? Yeah, that's, pennant. that's it. You kind of got there. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, I still don't fully understand what the point of that is, but Well, they named way, it after Andy Pennant. There you go. Former pitcher. I just don't know if that's right. The Yankees. I don't. Okay. Uh, AL more competitive. Bunch of teams involved. <laughs> Nobody cares. Uh, let's get to why we're all here with Will. Oh, yeah. I could not stop chirping at uh, Lad Football Bruv. Did I get that right? Yes. All Oy. weekend long, because every time I turned on the TV, Premier League promo here and there, I was following NBC Premier League, and I just couldn't help but think, is Will, like, pulling the ultimate uh, trip cuck job and, like, just watching soccer at 7 a.m. and not staying out late? How, how did this weekend transpire for you? So the original plan was that one of my, one of my best friends uh, was actually going to be in New Orleans for a separate bachelor party. And we oh, had these geez. giant dreams. We've been talking about it for uh, over a month at this point that he was going to come to my room at 630 the next morning and watch the game with me uh, because the Manchester United game was on at 630 our time. And sure enough, uh, instead of doing that, he ended up just going to the casino until about 5 a.m. And uh, he did not make it for the game, which means my plan was to not set an alarm and let him wake me up when we were going to watch the game together. But I missed it. Uh, I will say the first thing I did when I got home yesterday was I watched full highlights, extended highlights of every game because it was such an incredible weekend that I had no choice but to just go recap it for myself. Like I have never seen a slate of games. I don't think I've ever seen in my in my like tenure of watching uh, to never have a tie mm-hmm. in the first week of the season or like ever. It's just it doesn't happen like that. We had no ties this weekend. I did see that note. I also saw I guess the second most ever goals in a full weekend. I would believe that goals. there were a ton. Um, Dave, are you are you aware? I, I'm, we're here to talk EPL. Are you aware that La Liga was on ABC yesterday? Yeah, don't please no no spoilers. Um, I've got it all recorded. Awesome, that's perfect. Are but you, you, you know what? I can turn my I can turn my headphone off if you want to just give the folks a rundown. No, it's okay. I, I I didn't watch very much of the uh, La Liga, unfortunately. I, I only had so much uh, so much allotted time from my wife to watch soccer that I had to stick to the English game. So. Well, um, real quick before we do Premier League talk, and it may be Premier League talk, is where my question is. Uh, obviously, Messi signed with PSG, correct? Yes. Uh, what league is PSG in? Uh, league One, okay. which some people refer to as a farmer's league because it's not the most competitive league. But I will say PSG did not win the league last year, even though they a 1,000% should have. Um, how PSG can afford Messi, but Barcelona can't. I think Barcelona's about $1.3 billion in debt right now, so that might be why. They have all of all of their captain's candidates right now are currently taking pay cuts that mm. are being completed as we speak. One was completed yesterday from uh, one of their defenders, and he's taking a significant pay cut so they can get these other guys on. But Barcelona's in a real bad place right now. You know, uh, Will, I did see that. And, and to, to celebrate, I actually wore my Columbia PSG fishing shirt <laughs> that's very that's very big of you that's very big yeah. of you. How, how, how is pfg how is pfg not sponsored psg at this point if they were all wearing fishing shirts on the field it'd be great they you got to think that they're ahead of uh, the michael jordan brand for next season dude it's breathable it's very it's good outdoors i uh, got the uv blocker it's great i'm just yeah. a huge fan of their orange chicken i think they do a great job with it 
okay. Yeah. PFC? Okay, I was going MSG, but I see you're going PFC. Yeah, I wasn't sure what we were doing there, but this is is my fault. What I do know is that we are doing a lot during this episode so far. I'm sorry if you tuned in to learn anything. I apologize. Do you guys want my little primer for the season? Oh, Oh, yeah, Primus Daddy. I want my little primer. Do, okay, that's good, Brad. That's actually very good. Do we have any guesses on who the uh, number one t- or who the odds-on favorite is to uh, win the league this year is? Man, it's got to be Man City. You are correct, and they lost 1-0 in their first game to Tottenham Hotspur. No one had that happening because Tottenham is in absolute shambles right now. Their best player and possibly one of the best strikers in the league, if not the best striker, England's captain Harry Kane has not been showing up for practice because he apparently wants a move to uh, Manchester City. Unfortunately, he is valued at about 150 million pounds. And so this is not a move that will be easily done. The, uh, the transfer window ends in two weeks. So that means that they've got two weeks. There are some people out there wondering if Man City tanked this game so that they could, uh, they could uh, get their Saudi princes to, to fund the 150 million uh, pound thing. Oh. But we're not sure if that's going to happen or not. Um, but so they he lost. wants to move to the team that, that they just beat. Yes, essentially. I, he, I will say this. He has not been a diva about it. He, I mean, showing up to training is a really bad look. But overall, I, I don't think he's unjust in wanting to go to Manchester City. Tottenham's not showing exactly the most amount of um, – it's just not looking like they're going to win anytime soon. And Harry Kane's at a point in his career where he wants to win. But uh, I think there's a decent chance that he doesn't go to Manchester City. They also just paid $100 million for Jack Grealish, who is another forward for England, who's very sought after, and he signed like a six-year contract. So they've got a million attacking options. I don't think he's the reason that Man City would win or not win the league, but it's out there, and that's the big story right now going on. It's essentially the uh, the next biggest story to the whole Messi fiasco. I was aware of... Uh... Just- my bad. I was going to say, I was aware of Jackie G going to uh, Man City, but I guess I didn't factor that in uh, for the Kane pursuit. Yeah, totally. It's They've got money to spend. Uh, it, it, it's a little frustrating from the outsider's perspective, but here we are. So Lee, uh, the La Liga, right, the Spanish League, will, they, they now have games broadcast on ABC, which is network television. Mm-hmm. And let, if, I, if I'm getting this correct, the two biggest stars on planet Earth have left their two top clubs in the last two years, right? This is correct, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Uh, La Liga, the part of the reason they were so into the, uh, the Super League was because I don't think they're not doing as well. Like, they, they need help. And, uh, and it's not a great a great spot and it's not bad that we have uh, all the other games uh, we have the english uh games on nbcsn but you know if there's probably a better time to have the rights to the uh, la liga got it i just wanted to clear that up with the worldwide leader who i would i would assume has a a say in those things yes Mm -hmm. um well you mentioned briefly so wait man city uh they're funded quite significantly from the saudi royal family uh, they have they have a lot of a lot of uh, oil money that they can they can spend. Okay, I was just I was didn't I honestly did not know that I was very curious. I I, I was <laughs> Midland, you know that. Yeah, why can we just get can we get some of like your friends that are in oil and gas to maybe start investing in some soccer teams? I was gonna get oil moms. Well, I thought there was already I thought Fulton already had a club, <laughs> right? But they you got relegated. What? What was that? That was a Fulham and Fulton oil and gas joke. Oh, I, but, I, I, uh, I missed that. <laughs> Speaking of teams uh, relegated promoted, um, what can you tell me about Brentwood or Brentf- Brentford? Gosh, damn it. Brentford. All weekend. Uh, Brentford came out of nowhere. Uh, they, they have bees on their jersey. I know that much. Yes. Uh, I, I did not watch the full game on Friday of uh, against Arsenal, but when I saw the scoreline, I could not help but just bust out laughing because Arsenal is just an absolute shambles. Like, I, I can't imagine. It's been pretty brutal being a Manchester United fan for the past few years because they just haven't won anything. But being an Arsenal fan at this point has to be the most demoralizing thing in the world. And I'm not saying that's to slight Arsenal fans. It's just they will admit that this is a tough, tough time to be an Arsenal fan. And I don't see it looking looking up anytime soon. Well, I've, I've mixed up Brentford because every time I read it, I read it as Brentwood. David I kind of do too. The niche uh, <laughs> reference that uh, Brentwood is a, a neighborhood in the Los Angeles Beverly Hills area, mm-hmm. I believe. Very where, nice. Uh, very nice. Yeah. One uh, uh, Brentwood, OJ Simpson Brentwood, used to live. 
or Brentford did get the uh, the nod from me as they impressed me so much watching the highlights of that game and the atmosphere in their stadium was so awesome for that mm-hmm. game that they are going to be a must-watch team for me for the first few weeks of the season until they probably come back to earth and get relegated. Okay, well, that's uh, exactly what leads me to this statement. As Fulham has been relegated until they return to the Premier League, which likely won't be in one year, you can find me rooting for the Bees of Brentford. I'm all in on that, KJ. Could not be happier about the idea of that. Official statement. And I'm going to call them the Brentford Hellos, referencing just all the morning time BJs that uh, OJ would get while living in Brentwood. (laughs) Also a nice uh, suburb of Nashville is Brentwood. Exactly. Exactly. Is that where OJ would let Cato eat some of his fries in this guest house? I'm sorry. That's a very specific <laughs> reference. Very. Will, how did the boys at Leeds United do this weekend? They got absolutely smoked. They, they chose the wrong day to walk into the theater of dreams this past Saturday. Uh, I will say that if there's ever a, a bad time to be playing against Manchester United, it was this past Saturday. It was one of the biggest celebrations I've ever seen for the first day of the season. We had the first ever Sancho appearance, who is the biggest signing for Man U this year. Uh, they um, unveiled the new play defender. The what? Sublime played the halftime show? No, it's no. They don't practice Sancho Ria. Oh. He's been dead for many years, Brett. And then uh, they also unveiled their new uh, star defender who uh, came out before the game as a surprise and hyped up the entire crowd. And so really Leeds just walked into an absolute buzzsaw of a situation. Uh, And then it didn't help that on top of that, Bruno Fernandez, the most loved Manchester United player going right now uh, and the most hated from everybody else that watches any other team. Uh, he had a hat trick, and there was a, there was at least there was one goal that was just choice. I've watched it ten times. Sally's very sick of me putting it on television, but uh, it was a beautiful day to be a Manchester United fan. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't think that it was enough to say that they're going to be uh, top of the league the entire season. But they had a great start to the season, a really a dream start. Um, but yeah, Chelsea also had a good start. Pulisic got one in uh, got one in the back of the net. So you always like to see that as an American fan. Uh, we had uh, Liverpool did what Liverpool does over Norwich. And, uh, yeah, the Tottenham over Man City game, Son, he's just the most beloved beloved player. I don't care what team you support. Everyone loves the guy, and he comes through when he needs to. And the fact that they beat him 1-0 was, was very surprising to everybody, given the state of both teams. He's not always there when you call, but he's always on time. True, true. It looked like future Man United uh, striker Erling Haaland had a had a weekend. Well, I don't know if you watched his game. I did not watch any of that game, but I will say that if I am I am actually very much hoping that City gets Kane so that they don't have any money next year to get him. So I'm just I'm crossing my fingers. I know that I'm probably going to regret saying that at some point if they do get him because, I mean, they're just adding you know tier one players on top of tier one players. But overall, I, I, I wouldn't hate if it all set up for Man U to get him uh, next season. Odds that uh, we'll get some Citizen Kane puns out of uh, Man City getting Harry Kane. You have to think there will be some. You mm-hmm. have to think. Yeah, I'm printing that one. Well, Footy Will, can't thank you enough for your knowledge, your insight, and more importantly, your time. But, it's been uh, beautiful. Of course, I cut this just for this purpose. It's just real niche reference. Calm down, Greg. It's soccer. And we'll never play that again. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for having me guys it's been real i would stay on for the rest of the show but i haven't watched any sports outside of soccer for the last uh 12 months so i'm screwed <laughs> well thank you will See you next week. Yes. appreciate your service here it has been real all right there we go well i don't know about you guys but having will on to talk footy got me in a good headspace Seriously, though, wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guy that helped you sleep, focus, act, be better? Well, there is, okay? And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. The app that we used before they were even a sponsor. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app. It's one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, they have a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. That's my favorite. Been using this one recently, the uh, the one that helps you fall asleep. They've got wind-down sessions uh, that their members swear by, me being one of them. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. Their approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Everybody here uses it. Uh, I mean, what more can you say, guys? 
you said it all, David. Headspace helps me get in the headspace that I want to be in every single day. I Could can't not co-sign other more. more. Exactly. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads that make it easy for you to build life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash bang. That's headspace.com slash bang for a free one-month trial with access to their full library of meditations for every situation. It's the best deal offered right now, so go to headspace.com slash bang. Speaking of banging, you guys been watching any Hard Knocks? Okay. I respect that transition. Uh, Thank you. Fortunately, yes. As uh, every day between June, July begins kind of that slow roll towards football season, nothing really triggers me to say, okay, it's almost here. Like uh, the theme music from um, Hard Knocks. So I was over the moon ready to be ready or ready and in front of the TV on Tuesday night last week. Realizing our cadence uh, does not sync up well with a weekly review. We'll see how this goes, but uh, I saw every single second of it. Yeah, it's... um. I usually will watch it based on, like, the team. So I definitely watched, you know, Baker and the Browns. Um, and I'm obviously going to be in on it for the Cowboys. I don't know how much of it we'll get into. I know Dylan's watching it too, but uh, through one episode, uh, I'm ready to make some knee-jerk reactions. Um I'm ready to predict uh, just a great eight and eight. I guess it would be eight and nine year for uh, Du Bois. Should be good because I don't. I mean, there's a lot going on. Um, I didn't even. I was in New Orleans, so I didn't even get to watch the uh, the second preseason game. But I heard. I heard Danucci was really good. <laughs> I, I I guess I'll defer to Brett before uh, any more. Uh... Danucci uh, talk. I just, what's interesting about the Cowboys this year is that they have a quarterback coming off a horrific ankle injury, potentially with a new injury to his throwing shoulder, and their backup situation is, uh, you could probably run down to Westlake High School and figure something out better than Danucci right now. Mm-hmm. That being said, the G squared, my guy, I like what he's doing. He doesn't look great. Nobody looks great. But I'll tell you what, he's, he's efficient. I think that Actually, it's, all the uh, Texas quarterbacks this weekend, yeah, former Texas quarterbacks look pretty good M- between McCoy, Ellinger, and and uh, Garrett Gilbert. And Nobody Shane looked Bouchel. terrible. What's that? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll throw Shane Bouchelle in in his first uh, NFL. Did he get some snaps? Oh yeah, he scored a touchdown. He got the end zone. Way to go, Brett. But I get his, it. His freshman year at Texas, KJ. I thought he was Aaron Rodgers. I was like, this is the guy. Who's to say he's not? He's behind That's a true. Brett Favre-esque quarterback. Only good things could happen. Um, similar, hard- similar to what Texas did to Garrett Gilbert's career. A lot of people say they did it to Shane Bruchel's career. I'm not one. I don't know if I'm one of those people, but I know a lot of people do say that they squander that talent. Why are you trying to just have us blacklisted on OrangeBloods.com before, like, we even have a presence there? It's a great question. <laughs> well, my uh, my hard knocks takes. Um, I think the Zeke wrapping a present thing was cute, whatever. It filled some time. I get that he's never attempted to wrap a present. I'm not any better, and I've tried multiple times at wrapping a present. I also pull up YouTube, except for uh, highly recommend. I pull up the YouTube video of Elf tries to wrap presents while on various drugs. Like, think of all the drugs from the two girls in uh, White Lotus, and this guy just sets up a GoPro, does like... I don't know if I want to say the K one, I guess, whatever, ketamine. I don't know if we can say those things, whatever. Does ketamine, does blow, does weed, all of these things, and tries to wrap presents at like a professional present wrapping place. Excellent content. I'd rather watch think, that than Zeke do it while on like, I don't know. Is Adderall has to be the, the best drug to wrap presents on, correct? It doesn't make me Easily. any better at it. <laughs> it makes me more okay. willing. <laughs> okay. And then Zeke is like on Popeye's wrapping presents, right? <laughs> That's not fair. He's Zeke looking good. I think that Zeke Yeah, he's, is, tra- he's like 215. Zeke's one of those guys, he strikes me as like dumb as rocks about 90% of the things, but he knows a lot about some niche item. And I don't know if it's like homestead tax exemptions or, you know, different breeds of chihuahuas. Like he's got some weird passion project. Like we found out about Rugnet Odor that he was just really into Spanish horses uh, here in the Dallas sports market. And it was like, okay, that's random, but he's like really into it. 
Zeke has something like that. I just don't know what it is because he comes off as an idiot every time he's on camera. Could it be fast food menus? No, I don't think that. Come on. I don't think that Zeke has the patience to go sit in line anywhere. And nor should he. It it could be, it could be knocking out uh, nightclub DJs. It's true. It's, it's mostly like whatever room service Steve Aoki orders the next day. (laughs) Uh, they, they managed to make him pretty likable, uh, in that episode. Um, which I think, I don't don't know. I feel like most people outside of like cowboy nation, they don't really care for Zeke for a number of reasons. Cause a Ohio state, a lot of people just don't like Ohio state players also with all the allegations, uh, and the fact he plays for the Cowboys, I'm sure he's not the most popular player out there, but he was, he was fine. Um, then we get the clip of Jerry Jones salting his egg McGriddle or, Whatever it was. Sausage Egg McGriddle, I believe it was. That's what the research yielded. Uh, I'm not going to get on a high horse and say, like, I haven't eaten McDonald's in forever, but, like, I haven't eaten McDonald's in forever. Uh, Can either of you uh, at least weigh in here? Do these things need extra salt? That's the craziest thing. As a guy who does McDonald's breakfast a couple times a month, there's one on B-Caves not far from the office. Um, my move is the, um, the sausage egg McMuffin normally. Okay. And I can tell you this, there's plenty of salt in there. Probably doesn't need any more. It just doesn't. And, and I'm, and I'm not a, an 80 year old man who with, a, with a, who drinks Johnny Walker blue, like every morning. So I'm worried about him. Yeah. But the one thing I, I don't really want with my sodium is more salt. Um, <laughs> so I will save my salt content for the McDonald's fries the undisputed champion of the French fry world. Sure. Um, that's what I'm supposed to do. The whole, you say not assault. Isn't that the right? Uh, I had to go check it. And I don't even know if I got that right. Um, that was Reagan's eighties thing, right? Is it? Look at me. Reaganomics expert over here, but moving to my next point here on hard knocks. Head coaches need to stop the, the like, Hey, pull this clip from this movie for inspirational speeches. In fact, my clapping kind of, you know, cucked my point here. Cause I had a coach who pulled the, uh, what's the Denzel Washington, uh, saving L Fanning movie. Man on fire, man on fire where he's teaching her to swim and like hear the fire of the gun and like jump off the block right at the same time. And he claps like in her ear over and over and over really, really loudly to like motivate this little girl to jump in the water. I had to watch that clip like five times. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I can't swim any better. And we probably lost whatever game we watched that game before, watched that video before. So I don't need mojo <laughs> moments from Austin Powers being like cucked into my like camp season. Uh, no, I, I get it. Coaches, coaches know bad. the content game now. They know how to clip and they know how to pull and they know they have a guy back there in the video that can, instead of just quoting stuff and doing speeches, these guys know content a little bit. So I think that's getting, uh, they're, they're oversaturating that in the, in the meeting rooms. What if, what if they got some more modern content and not say content from, uh, I don't know, like a mid to late nineties movie. (laughs) Exactly. Like battleship with Rihanna. Sure. Or, or just go to, go to, go to the talk, go to TikTok. maybe post some uh, Bama girls, uh, rush videos. Uh, or here's an idea. Where are the Cowboys based at? Frisco, uh, Dallas, Frisco. Uh, isn't there a large content factory warehouse farm in Frisco, Texas? Uh, oh, we're talking I'm, I'm DP. Sh- I'm sure that the DP boys would just be there just back flipping, kicking field goals. And shooting the breeze with Danucci. I, hey, don't rule it out. It still could happen. It still could Dude, happen. the main guy lives next door to Dak. I've got a feeling that might happen. There's my prediction for the rest of Hard Knocks. We're going to get a dude perfect appearance. Can I, can I give a, a legitimate Cowboys question yeah. here? Is Leighton Vanderesh or Jalen Smith the, like, who, day one, what is, who is playing linebacker for this team? Micah Parsons. At all three spots. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be Micah, Jalen, and Vanderesh out there in some form or another. I don't think Jalen and or Vanderesh will be around long term. I don't think Vanderesh will be. One of them's going to get traded. Like, it's just going to happen. Yeah, Jalen hasn't looked good. Um, and I didn't watch the other night, but all the uh, all the recaps I've heard, he was lost on a number of plays, which could have. 
it's bad. Perhaps be the degenerative nerve condition in his knee. By now, yeah, I feel like his problem is he, he's just a step slow, and so if he gets out of position where he can't, he's not twitchy enough in whatever knee that is to get back in and correct. So he's just he just gets torched, and it's sad because he's a good dude. But um, yeah, Michael Parsons apparently looks awesome. Um, from and I didn't even think he's played that much, but he's uh, kind of the talk of camp, I think. So I think the biggest issue with Jalen Smith is, uh, as I'm seeing here, oh, it's the weight of a $68 million six-year contract that he signed last year, although they do technically have an out after this year. Uh, I was going to say, that's a super tradable contract. Yeah, uh, not until <laughs> after 2022, basically. They'll save about $26 million and $8 million, or $7 million in dead cap. But enough about the Cowboys. The rest of the league... Um, Quick hits here. Justin Fields, uh, I don't know how much of the highlights you saw from that game. It's a little hard to, like, extrapolate preseason stuff, especially after a player plays that team for pra- at practice every day all week. But he looked good. He moved confidently. He's not behind a very strong offensive line, and he still produced pretty well. So very impressive. Not only him, KJ, every rookie quarterback, and this may just be, like, the ESPN brain in me, Every rookie quarterback played not poorly. And, like, Trevor Lawrence was probably the, the least effective of any rookie this weekend, and he's he still looked good. So, yeah. no offense to your Jags, well, because they have uh, number 85 there throwing block after block. But I the, all the rookie quarterbacks impressed me, and I can't wait for the for next week. Yeah, I, I agree. The funny thing there is uh, your compatriot – one intern Klein went on a rant as we were in Verdansk, I believe Thursday night, um, you know, uh, about the coverage that certain players might receive uh, when speaking about rookie quarterbacks. And so I did have to go back and clip something that was just in line with that uh, regarding somebody out, uh, out West Niners Jersey. But um, the, the, uh, <laughs> the Trey Lance makes one throw and, exactly. and ESPN such as did for three hours. All over it, all over it. The Broncos situation did look good, though. Hmm. Uh, both Drew Locke and uh, Teddy Bridgewater looked very, very good. Granted, hey, they were playing hey. against a team that sat more players than any other, basically, in the Vikings. Uh, but them and Patrick Sertain Jr. all looked pretty solid. I'm excited. I mean, they, they put up, like, they're the only team to put up 30 points this week. And I know, it, obviously, it's preseason. But that was like, okay, okay. Um, I think the receiving core is finally healthy. They have a tight end for the first time in a minute. Um, you know what? Here's a question that stumped me as I was out on West 6th this weekend. Who is the Carolina Panthers starting quarterback? Oh, uh, came from New York Giants or Jets. I mean, um, what's his name? Mono guy. Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold. Uh, Darnold. Yeah, right? Mono guy. Sam so Darnold. I forgot about that trade. And then I was like, oh, my God, is Will Greer starting in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I had to go to our lads, the depth chart website I use, and I'm like, oh, fuck, Sam Darnold is, yeah. is playing quarterback for your Carolina Panthers. You've got Sam Darnold, you've got Christian McCaffrey, and Chuba Hubbard looked very good. So, you know, they've, they're have they building out there. Um, Trevor Lawrence did struggle a little bit, but if you watch the two sacks he took, one, he could have probably gotten rid of the ball a little sooner, but his offensive line didn't do him any favors. But what was nice is that he took a sack, and then in both situations came back and either completed a 30-yard pass in the second series he had, and the first one he completed like a 10-yard pass, an 8-yard pass, and got another first down after taking a sack. So that was great. I don't think we're going to have to deal much with Tebow after uh, after seeing him in uh, pass pro. It wasn't Is he just a guy who's just – he's been out of it too long and he's just – and he was a quarterback and he's just afraid of contact? What What is that? Um, I I don't – I think that it's all of that. Tebow is one year younger than me. He is obviously a world-class athlete and about the best shape as you could expect anyone to be in. I am not. But uh, I don't think that he looked much better than I would have as far as just, like, engaging and falling at somebody's ankles during blocking. It it just was bad. Uh, I think if you were going to come back as a tight end, he had these high hopes that he would be a, you know, uh, I can't even say George Kittle because that's an insult because Kittle's a great blocker. Like, yeah, he, he had this expectation he'd be some sort of like receiving threat, and uh, he's he hadn't paid his dues on the other half of that coin. So I don't, I don't see it happening. 
it was it, it was one thing the block that went around Twitter that everybody was like, oh hey, he actually got the block. There was another uh, not another angle, another play yep. where he whiffed on a five or seven tech KJ uh-huh. like like so bad that it's one of those you know when the coach just silently runs the film for about five yep. seconds in practice, then rewinds and runs it for five seconds and rewinds like fourteen times in a row and just shakes his head. He's going to get that treatment in the tight end room. Nothing keeps sports psychologists more employed than uh, the rewind button on a, on a, uh, the rewind clicker on a, on a, on a DV sports. It's, it's just terrible. Terrible. AJ, who will have a, who will have a longer career in the NFL at tight end, Tim Tebow or Rico gathers. Um, Waco's who, finest. I, I I'm going to go with Rico because, uh, I, I'm going to give Rico the entire fall camp, and I'm not going to uh, accept that he was cut following a uh, possession charge in a parking lot. Dude, smoke. I mean, of all things for a cowboy to get cut doing, like smoking in a park by yourself is the most harmless thing any cowboy has ever been cut for. Uh, Lucky Whitehead might have some disagreements there. Lucky Whitehead. Very fair was, point. Uh, victim to a false identification of a robbery charge in Virginia when he was in camp in California and they cut him the next day because he was accused of robbing a place on his day off in Virginia comes out like eight hours later that it was a false identity situation. And Jeff or Jason Garrett was like, well, we made a decision that improved the team. That's, that's it. (laughs) Only high character guys. Oh, that's rough. Well, golf. I had no intention to watch any golf. And I turned on I the TV either. as Adam Scott missed a four foot putt. And I had to go back and figure out what the hell just happened. Cause the announcers lost their shit. If he wasn't such a, a beautiful major winning multi multi-millionaire, I would feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's got articles coming out now that like, if Adam Scott could putt, he would, he would have like seven more majors. Even at uh, an average level. Is he not the guy that uses the uh, anchor putter and like raise all kind of hell about that? Is that not the same guy? Well, he, 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 was, he used to. Yeah, he had the old one. And then, yeah, he had to adjust to the new rules. But like, there's always guys like that. Colin Morikawa is a guy like that where they're like, oh, if he's putting, he's, he's not losing tournaments because he's just that good of a ball striker. But yeah, this was my, this worked out really well. Somebody who had just gotten home from New Orleans had no intention on watching golf. Uh, who, and who had recently finished the entire Harry Potter series. I had nothing going on. And when I saw that, when I saw like no laying up or somebody tweeting about like this mega playoff, I was like, Oh, I've got, I've got something. Here's a spark. And uh, it delivered. Uh, I don't know anything about the course or about the Wyndham championship. Obviously. What was the uh, format of their playoff? That's the one thing I didn't find when I went back to try to figure out how important it just, all was. Just sudden death. So they start at 18 and then go to 17 or no, I don't, I couldn't tell you what holes they played. I was in a really bad state, but <laughs> so Siwoo Kim, Kevin, Na, Adam Scott, uh, Kevin Kisner, Brandon Grace and Roger Dorn Sloan, uh, all entered in a six way playoff six, uh, tied for six, uh, playoff, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Also happened in the 2001 Genesis invitational. And then again in the 94 Nelson, so, uh, you know, important. I did not know that. Interesting. Um, is it a surprise that Kisner won this? I guess, is there anything notable about Kisner pulling this out afterwards? But Yeah, he's, he's never won a playoff. Yeah. He was like 0 for, 0 for 4 or 5, maybe 6. Like, so, I mean, it wasn't – and that's – I don't know what the day, what, what, you know, that the metrics say about that, that stat, if that means anything or not. But, yeah, he – he won it, and you know people like his. He's kind of a content machine. He seems like a good dude. He's he's chumming it up with the uh, the golf internet crowd quite a bit. Um, Didn't but he yeah, it's good for play? him. Like a- yeah, he once called me a fucking asshole, <laughs> blackout drunk at a rough and rowdy tournament because I wouldn't put the song he wanted on the uh, boxing playlist. <laughs> Shouts to Kisner, fucking dickhead. Well, I'll, I'll, hang that, I'll hang that in the banner right next to Lincoln I, Riley. No, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I hope it, it was, was like Chumbawamba. Him, him, Kisner, and like eight other guys were just absolutely obliterated. They had a good time, though. Shots to Kiz. Um, Sneaky shots. Cheston Hadley, I hadn't heard of him, but the fact that he made the FedEx playoffs by 
hitting a hole in one on the 16th on Sunday is, uh, you know, that's good little golf clickbait. Good selling too. Too many times guys just give like a, a sneaky little dap to their caddy and like a fist bump. Justin res- like responded like we would have if we went hole in one on, on that situation. And then I'm going to see it. I'm going to need y'all's uh, explanation of what exactly this means. But I did see the following miss will miss the playoffs, FedEx Cup playoffs. Ricky Fowler, Tommy Fleetwood, and Molinari. But also, surprisingly, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Jason Duffner, and Ryan Moore will be losing their PGA Tour card. Is that just, uh, oh, that's strange, they'll be back, or is that actually important? Um, this is honestly the first I've seen of it. I know, I, I know Tommy, Tommy didn't play a ton of events yeah. because of COVID. Like he mm-hmm. stayed over there. So I think it's more relative to his, you know, lack of playing and, and whatnot uh, on the tour over here. But, uh, Duffner, that doesn't shock me. Ryan Moore, that's a guy I think won the amateur back in like 20 years ago. And it was, was like always supposed to be the next guy. Yeah. Um, and he dressed kind of hipstery. I don't know if you remember that. Like he would always wear like these vests. He was very preppy, but he wore like these shoes that look like Vans. It's kind of seemed cool, but yeah, that, that, that's interesting. I don't know if we'll see either of those guys. That sucks. Cause Duffner had like that two year glow up, uh, won the PGA obviously. Um, it was like the most memeable guy of all time during the, uh, golden era of Twitter content. Yeah, Duffner, 2010 to 2015 is is what if Twitter was as big then as it is now, Duffner would be a PGA legend with a podcast, and he'd be like kind of Pat Perez level of internet clout. And then yeah. instead, he's going to fade into oblivion and just have a really smoking hot wife. Uh, Thirty nine days till the Ryder Cup. I feel like that's the next thing that would get anyone's golf pants uh, going crazy. Uh, I don't know how much people actually care about the events that go into the FedEx Cup playoffs, but Ryder Cup talk has interested me. Yeah, that'll be fun to see, like, who gets picked. Um, the, the FedEx stuff, it's like like Justin Rose missed a – so I think how it worked with that Chesson Hadley guy, Justin Rose missed yes. a putt on 18 and – it booted him out of the uh, FedEx Cup standings, and Chesson Hadley got in on that. And like Justin Rose, that's a big name, right? He's made all the money. It doesn't matter to him. But I don't know. It's something that people will watch. They'll be like, oh, golf's on, but 90% of uh, casual golf fans won't be like, oh, dude, this is uh, the second leg of the FedEx Cup. Like, nobody – I mean, it's just that's just facts, man. It's confusing. Ryder Cup is, is going to be um, – it's going to dominate my golf coverage for the next, you know, month, however it is. Uh, September 24th through the 27th, I want to say, and that is going to be in Wisconsin. Yeah, I tried to get tickets. We were going to do a whole thing, my dad, my uncles, and uh, it was one of those things where you think you log in at the right time and it's sold out immediately. So it was real cool, real user-friendly. Mm. Shout out to them. Well, all I have on Ryder Cup is the only player or the only person who's kind of uh, played himself into automatic selection is Colin Morikawa, as it stands right now. Uh, and then, you know, of course, you've got uh, Bryson, all that stuff. We'll get into that next month. But top six uh, look about how you'd expect them to look at this time. I have a, a prediction about the Ryder Cup that I think it's going to be a Tiger Woods appearance. Okay. That's his, I think we did. His, his I think we did T Dub at the at the Ryder Cup. His return to public eye. Uh, P- public eye, been, yes. Okay. He's been sniped a few times, but I think like inter- TV interview type of stuff. Okay, I respect that. I, I I'll look forward to that. That'd be a good little uh, weekend bump. I'm sure that college football will like gladly bow out of the way um, that weekend and probably have like all of your UT versus Rice games that weekend or something, but. Uh, yeah. Hopefully so. Well, that was good. I, one more thing on golf with my lack of like F1 being involved in that world just yet. I've been doing a ton of European tour golf okay. on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday mornings because it's what's on the golf channel. That's been, that's been a, a great wake up for me because I don't do soccer. I don't do F1 really, but European tour golf because they play in dope locations like Tenerife and, and, Copa, whatever. Very cool little tour, and they're always going like 23 under throwing darts because that's just what the tour is. 
So give, give the European tour a chance when you get a second. Dude, it's it's like uh, taking a, a tiny, tiny sliver of a Xanax in the morning. It's <laughs> yeah. so relaxing. And the, the announcer accents are obviously unbelievable. Let me take a sip of the yeah. criminal before I start this. You know what that's referring to? I have no idea. A little licky D. Oh. <laughs> LD, let's talk about liquid death. I don't know what you guys did all weekend, but I murdered my thirst. I was asking every bar for it. It's the only water I drink. It's the only sparkling water I drink. It's fantastic stuff. Not enough people are talking about I spent how I spent my Sunday. Uh, which was helping my father, who is a uh, high school teacher, uh, get some stuff ready for his classroom. And, uh, and I was like, hey, yo, Pops, that's not at all how I address him. Uh, I think you need to line the walls with some liquid death. Don't let mm. any of these kids drink it. It's all for you. Let them go get their own, go cop their own. So hit them with a couple 12-packs, and you know, liquid death is uh, going to be beyond the wall in Fort Worth, spreading the wealth. Let's go. You got to let them know sometimes that you're not afraid to, you're going to teach them, yes, but you're also going to murder your thirst behind your desk whenever you need to. Just keeps them in line a little bit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You should give out a bunch to the high school kids. So like when the principal walks by and is like, oh, these kids are all drinking in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Stick his head in. He's like, yeah, we're, we're hydrating them with liquid death. The results may shock you. Check this out. Get free shipping on all Liquid Death water and merch at liquiddeath.com slash bang. That's liquiddeath.com slash bang. Or you could just go to Whole Foods and 7-Eleven and get it there. It's in a lot of places. And honestly, I'm noticing it in like every bar in Austin, which is cool. I got to brag a little bit. It's at 7-Eleven on, on uh, B-Cave, Dave. They got the eye level slot. That means they're doing well in the, uh, in the game. They're not at foot level. They're not at the top shelf. They are eye level in the water situation. They'll get you one. That's my liquiddeath.com slash bang. All right. You ready to uh, do a little sports party? Man, I, I, I did enough partying over the weekend. You know what I'm saying, Campbell? But I'm feeling good. Let's run it back. Let's party. Not running back. We'll Michael, do that later. I know. Uh, let me, uh, oh, wrong <laughs> button. Completely misfire. It doesn't matter. Complete, <laughs> complete accident misfire. I didn't. Johnny Dallas. That's a nickname, eh, bro? Uh, I don't, sheesh. I, I don't know why I keep missing where I'm going for the sports party. That's sports party. <laughs> there we go. Uh, again, as we've talked about the realignment in college football, week after week, you're going to be hit with a headline that seems exciting. And more than anything, it's probably just going to take up a lot of hot air. But uh, there was a lot of talk, uh, I believe, Friday afternoon and onward about the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC uh, considering some sort of an alliance, if you will. Um, Not a merger of conferences, not a super conference, uh, but a scheduling agreement. Um, Thoughts, feedback, any notable omissions in this list of conferences? Uh, yeah, the one that's falling apart uh, more and more each day. But we can talk about them later. But no, I, this is I, I miss this entire thing. So this is news to me. Um, I don't like that we're dubbing it the alliance or unalliance. I, I just come on. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> You're more of an, an access powers guy. I, well, okay. It's a nod to my Italian and German heritage. Okay, Brett. It's very fair, but not true. But sure. Well done. Well done. Uh, what this has a lot to do with in terms of the, the specific conferences and who they're picking and why the Big 12 is not in a great spot. Uh, the Athletic put out a big article, I believe it's Andy Staples, um, who wrote about what's called the 4 million club. It's not a real term, but what he referred to as the 4 million club. And dating back to, I believe, 2015 through 2019, um, he pulled all of the viewership for college football games that were over 4 million viewers. Uh, He didn't include 2020 because obviously that was weird. Not everybody was watching. You know, things were just off altogether. I only go down this hole just to tell you uh, any guesses on uh, the top five matchups that uh, are the most watched regular season games from 2015 to 2019. Just the the matchups. You don't have to tell me the year, but... What, what games, what teams do you think would have drawn the most viewers over that, the, that span? In just these conferences? Uh, just in college football period, including the SEC. 
Oh, uh, Bama LSU. Bama LSU 2019 comes in at number two. Um, Notre Dame somebody. Notre Dame only makes the list once versus Texas, and yeah. they're down mm. at like 14. Okay. Any final guess, and I'll round out the top five for you. Ohio State, Michigan. Ohio State, Michigan. Not only are they on this list, they're at number one in 2016, 16.84 million viewers, but they're also at wow. number four and at number five. Well, I'm sorry, and at number wow. six. Number one, four, and six. Uh, number two, LSU, Alabama. Alabama, Auburn and uh, is number three. And then Alabama, Florida State in 2017. There's, when does Clemson first make the list? Clemson surprisingly doesn't make this list of the top 20, I believe I have, at all. Texas I would say is, not surprising, KJ. Like, I, they're such a powerhouse, but I like, what is that, that alumni network? Like, I feel like they're the newest of the, these powerhouse programs. I think the flaw they've also had is a, the non-conference games that they've lined up have been, there was a Notre Dame game, uh, and then Trevor Lawrence ended up being injured for that one last year when it was probably uh, peak Notre Dame, peak Clemson. Uh, and then they had Miami and Clemson, Miami and Florida State games. Both of them have been just doormats over that time period. So they just haven't had that marquee game uh, out of conference that would draw the attention like some of these other out of conference games. So ACC is on the list, but I think it's more with the future thought of we need Florida State, we need a Clemson, we need. I don't even know who else you would throw in from that. Oh, I think you Notre Eagles, Dame. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to uh, Maryland. Um, I guess they're Big Ten now, not even ACC. They sure are. Shout and Rutgers. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's an interesting list because of the 20 games, Michigan-Ohio State takes up 10 of them. Uh, the Big Ten still keeps that thing on it when it comes to college football attention. So I don't think that things will just be SEC, only SEC. Continue on with the party. Rondo. This is big. This hit me out of nowhere yesterday. Rajon Rondo and Pat Beverly leaving the Clippers via trade for Eric Bledsoe in Memphis. Uh, do you think it's because Luca said Pat Bev was too fucking small? Yeah, and I think they finally realized Pat Bev is kind of trash. As a lot of a lot of people in the NBA have um, pointed out that as a defender, I mean, he's more of just a pest than anything else. Um, yeah, this is weird, man. This is kind of an identity change for them. Obviously, it's still PG and Kawhi's team, but like when you think of them, you think of like tough. I mean, Rondo's a Rondo dog, Pat Bev dog. dog. Um, you know, they had Trez a couple years ago. I mean, the, just teams that you don't want to mix it up with, and you know they're going to play hard. So this is this is interesting, but I think it's a pretty good move for them. Uh, a lot of it also goes back to the fact that Kawhi re-signed a, ma- a major deal, as everyone knew he would, and the Clippers are just struggling cap space wise. Similar to the Saints in the NFL, like they've got to make a lot of moves, and they don't have a lot of ways to get there. Making this move saves them thirty million on the cap, gives them eight million dollar trade exemption, which means bringing Eric Bledsoe in uh, is essentially covered under that trade exemption. But uh, it also gives them some offense because uh, Kawhi Leonard's going to be out most likely this entire season. And Rondo and Pat Beverly aren't doing shit for offense. How are the Clippers up against the cap and the Lakers aren't? Because uh, the Lakers uh, have everybody what covered everybody under said? the AARP clause. <laughs> like, All their money's how old money. How old is that? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking NBA like 2014 when they would be $40 million over. But I mean, what their biggest contract is Russell Westbrook. And LeBron and AD's money is so big and stretched out that it's not the it's it doesn't count against the cap the same way like theirs is is over like five or six years like they don't have new money deals this year yeah lebron's got that space jam 2 salary this year watch that it's not as bad as people are saying but it ain't good um other trades will probably happen (laughs) it could happen damian lillard um bradley beal pascal siakam and your future dallas maverick Lori marketing has to happen. It's the only way. It's the prophecy was told. It has to has to happen. Let's get it. Let's get him here. Are you saying he's the prince that was promised? If <laughs> I am correct, thank you. That's you're off. There's a guy who knows what's up. Reggie Bullock and Lori Markkinen. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say there. Who knows? Is uh that the French dude from the niche still on the market? 
from the Knicks. Frank, oh, uh, oh, Frank, oh, oh, uh, um, no. Oh, oh, uh, Nikit, Nikit Lena or something? No, gosh, you butchered that, but I know what you're talking about. He's, uh, <laughs> Frank. Yes, Nikilatina or whatever. I, I didn't do any better, but that should have put David closer to knowing the name we're trying to think of. I'm I sorry. Was, I've, I'm worthless. Okay. I, just, thanks I like seeing where, where former studs, uh, you know, maybe a Jimmer Fredette get a 10 day contract. And then I root, I root for them, like just to go like six for seven from three and then extend that for a year. Well, Grayson Allen's in, all I want for Jimmer. Grayson Allen's in Milwaukee, so you can enjoy watching him next to the Greek freak. Oh, I hate that fucking kid. <laughs> what a loser. Uh, last in the party, $6.6 million for an anus or an Onus Wagner card. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I looked at my, uh, I'm getting a little echo. Sorry. I looked in my uh, 1989 upper deck box and I did not have Alanis Wagner in there for some reason, but you know, maybe next year. LeBron's card for LeBron has a card that is, I think the third most valuable or third highest um, purchase card trading card out there of all time. Uh, Mickey Mantle being number two. It seems like we should be closer to being like LeBron, Pat Mahomes. Like, I, I guess, you know, age matters here and how old the card matters. But, like, it's still blowing my mind that an Onis Wagner car is pulling 6.6 6 mil. Like, the new, like, I feel, like, I feel like people get over it by now. But I've got it all wrong. Fuck me, I guess. I was told it was NFTs. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's weird. I'm looking at my NFT roster right now. It's weird that my, my, uh, my NFT that I, I listed for $2,400 is still on the market. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. I don't even remember the name of the person. I have a dunt. That, hold on. Just give me, uh, help me out here with some airtime. Yeah. Well, while you're doing that, I would also like to dunk. say, dunk. Uh, congratulations to the 2022 Pittsburgh Pirates on their first World Series championship. Noah Syndergaard pitched his ass off. Francisco Lindor did really well for us as well. Joey Gallo picking him up at the trade deadline was excellent. Uh, just all around great experience on MLB The Show, who's, I wish, dropping the bag for this, but it's been a great time kill. I'm glad you're sticking with that. You know, I'm done after that. Like, offseason took longer than a game took, so oh. uh, they did not see me at winter meetings. <laughs> <laughs> just a no-show. I was just out of there. Okay, Brett, tell us about this slam dunk. Bring us home, yeah, otherwise so, I'm going to start hitting buttons on this board that Dave doesn't know exists. <laughs> my my Serge Ibaka dunk from November 6, 2019 and the Throwdown Series 1 uh, still has not been not been bought, nor has my Bam Adebayo dunk from Ooh. January 4th, 2021. That one, that one keep an eye on. Just saying. Just saying. And my, my uh, Serge Ibaka, it's a rare, it's a rare edition. Number one fourteen. Okay, Man, just you saying. Know, you keep the Bandai Bio there, Jungle I Cruise am... commercial NFT and and maybe you package those two together and you're good. I'll tell you what. I'm at NFL Moments on Top Shot because I tried to do the thing where the NFL is going to want that handle when they start doing Top Shots. It's you. And so I'm going to sell it to them for like ten grand. Be like, yeah, you can have your handle. Company so, owns that. Company owns NFL all your IP. Moment. Yeah, I was about to say, if you were connected to the company Wi-Fi when you uh, started at NFL Moments. <laughs> so those are, those are available. Hey, one addition to the sports party from yes. an NHL angle. They're starting to do Jack Eichel billboards in Buffalo now. Okay. That like where the ra like a Rangers blogger has now purchased a billboard outside the Sabres arena being like hashtag free Jack. I got in trouble for that. Yeah, well, let's let's relax buying billboards on 190, please. Thank you. Okay, okay. He's well, not going to the state or the uh, Rangers. We will not run it back as uh, I forgot about halfway through run it back. Aside from big game, Brett being into big naturals and uh, Will oversleeping footy on Saturday. That's all I had going there. You got to wait on Micah or Dylan to get a proper run it back. So, There's uh, a couple more. Oh, and then, yes, I'm riding with Brentwood. And uh, I forgot what I was doing with the Sancho uh, thing. And then David did forget to do the overlays. I also forgot to do them here. 
just as try, we just I, did during this run at Beck's. Yeah, there you go. Oh, thank, I, I just assumed it was KJ, but thank uh, you I, to I did a uh, anyone who changed those. Yeah, I did a couple, and then uh, Brett came in clutch at the end. Well, uh, anyhow, good shit. I will see all you fellas uh, in Austin on uh, Monday, and until then, wear your mask, get your shots. I'm just saying. Oh, wait, that's not the right outro. Here you go. Be out here, man. Have fun. And thank you for being a big fan of the Empire and all that shit, bro. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy.